Emily would have beat us. Okay. Just FYI, <laughs> so, we would have been on an even 1600, and Emily has 1695. So she would have beat so us by 95. 20 points. dudes to Emily's 10 still couldn't yeah. overcome the just the 2003 2004 NBA draft class that that Emily put together. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. Just a really lucky season for I your girl. Just picked Darko like an idiot. So, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Wheel Route Podcast. This here is mildly legit amongst friends and lovers, but all lifestyle and the Bachelor franchise. We should just add that to the tagline. Mm-hmm. Um, you can find us on the internet at www.thewheelroute.com. We're at the Wheel Route on Twitter. WheelRoutePodcast at gmail.com is the email address. And you can get the show uh, all, all about the internet Apple Podcasts, Spotify, uh, the Google uh, Podcast Zone, Stitcher. Um, you know, just Google us. It'll it'll pop up hopefully. My name is Logan Whitehouse. I'm on Twitter at LogwanTheDawn. Coming to you guys uh, live right now from uh, from Stewart, Florida, um, where you know another successful weekend in the books. Coach E did a little landscaping, played a little golf. It was a good one. It was hot. It's been very hot, exceedingly hot. I know it's. Tends to be very hot all over the world right now, but uh, no shortage of that here. Who else is here? My name is Jordan Shank. I'm still in Harrisonburg, Virginia, where it is also still hot, still dry, still waiting on the summer, mm. the late summer rains to bring the harvest. Uh, I am on Twitter.com at Shank Jordan. It's Little League World Series time, ladies oh. and gentlemen, and. <clears throat> I I think one of my two let's say two of my favorite parts of watching these games on TV first is just the absurd strike zones that these umpires have like <laughs> bless their heart they're probably not getting paid nearly enough to do what they do but uh the robots should maybe be tested on the little league uh level before before right. they make it to the big leagues just, just throwing that out there cuz there're some questionable zones uh operating. really wide there's always like really wide strike yeah. zones and right? i don't think it's i don't think it's a camera angle thing okay. uh but it, it could be i don't want to paint yeah. with too broad a brush don't want to speak in absolutes <laughs> i think you did that too broad a brush yeah too broad paint, strike zone. paint the corners yeah paint the corners and, uh yeah. you also then my other favorite thing is just seeing like like the louisiana team for instance that's playing tonight monday night has an absolute unit of a dude. On yes. There. Like, who love, is love double the size of everybody else? He looks, a real Danny Almonte. He looks like a, a real Danny, Danny yeah. Almonte. Type. Yeah, like, could probably play freshman football for any Valley District school tomorrow. <laughs> um, and he was out there just getting intentionally walked every time. Right. These hilarious. kids are 12? Uh, 11 and 12, I think. 11 and 12. Um Jordan, you got to adopt. Uh, you got to adopt the Florida team. They're from Martin County, from Palm oh. City, right, right here in Stewart, Palm City, Martin County, Martin County North. North. Drop, drop the link to the merch. <laughs> Will do. That could be our but. first merch run. Would be unlicensed little league. Little oh gosh. <laughs> <Jesus. laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Well, you know, you're right. Tis the season. I used to get pretty into the little league World Series back in the day. That was like it was really cool. 
I think also there was a, a Bridgewater team that like we knew people yep. or were like maybe they might have even been close to your age. But I yep. think I was like one year above and um, yeah, there was a Bridgewater team that was really good that that made it one year, I think. So got kind of into that. that yeah. Oh, third favorite thing. All the Little League dads that get shown in the stands. I believe oh, yeah. I, I sent you and Jason a screenshot of a Bridgewater dad when, yes. they, when they replayed one of those tournament <laughs> games. Um, yeah, there, there is nothing quite like a fired up little league dad who takes it way too seriously. Absolutely. A lot of cowbells and, and things going on in the stands. A lot of mass, just mass in mass in general. Yes. Yes. Big boys. Corn fed. Speak. Who else is here? <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listeners, you almost just witnessed a murder. Well, anyway, it is I, Coach E. Yeah, it uh, is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, since the weather was already touched on, uh, you know, I got to say, I made a really good pasta dish tonight. You really did. Let's talk about some home cooking here, okay? I did not have the time to make a truly homemade, like, marinara sauce, but if you're going to make some homemade, you know, meat sauce of any kind, you got to go. Mrs. Rouse. Rayos, yeah. R-A-O-S. Mm-hmm. Uh, it tends to be Whole30 compliant, not a lot of extra like additives and yep. stuff. It's delicious. And then you got to brown your ground beef with bacon and onion and garlic. It just changes the game. You go bacon, onion, and garlic, get, get the aromas really flowing, and then drop the ground beef in. Wow. It smells fantastic. It tasted fantastic. It did. I had a couple noodles when I stuffed some of your meat sauce in yeah. the end. Yeah. Anyway, it was great. So, what kind know, of noodles were those? Uh, rigatoni. That's a, that's They're a like thick, a thicker a, ziti, a thick which is nice for a nice like meat sauce. It like holds more of the sauce. You yeah. know, it just sl- tends to slide off of a spaghetti noodle. You can't be doing that. So. Right. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Cooking Corner with Coach E. You need you need ample surface area. Ridges yes. are helpful, but yes. also just like the tubular shape. You can yes. You can carry things. Exactly. In there. Exactly. Okay. Other two tricks. You gotta salt your pasta water. Yep. And you gotta save the pasta water. Do not rinse your pasta with the tap water. Big mistake. Like if it gets a little sticky in the colander after you drain it, just like toss it with the pasta water it was cooked in. It's so much better. Mm. It then also tends to hold the sauce a lot better too versus when you rinse all of that off. Just, you know. Things to consider, hey, home chefs. Very, very good to know. Um, the pasta water thing, I wasn't super aware of. When you, growing up, when you guys had spaghetti, what kind of what 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 girth of noodle were you guys working angel with around hair. the house? You, you and Angel hair. Yeah, we Jordan? were thicker than Angel hair. More like a traditional spaghetti. Yeah, I think yeah, we all... they have like different gauge numbers. Apparently, they're like shotgun shells. Like yeah, sure, right. Spaghetti <laughs> or, number nine or, or something, or yeah. you know, copper wire. You know, right. any any of the above. Um, we always went angel hair too. And I just remember always being struck by when you'd go to like a friend's house and have spaghetti, like, and they didn't have angel hair. You know how you just get like really married to things yes. when you're a kid. Cause you only eat it at your house. Like we had spaghetti fairly often. Yeah. And I was like, always, it blew my mind when people weren't using angel hair. I was like, well, what are they doing? They're doing it wrong. Right. And looking back, it's like, you know, maybe we could have stood to mix up the noodles a little bit. Yeah. I, I kind of like going a non- long skinny noodle with my spaghetti not unlike what you did tonight with the rigatone mm-hmm. yeah 
I had like a spaghetti occasionally, but yeah, I think my mom's more of a fan of the thin. I think pasta. my parents. I mean, um, clearly, my parents were more fans of the thin stuff because that's what we always had. But it was just, it was just interesting. Mm-hmm. I think all the different noodles have their merits. I do think sometimes you can get too thick, though. You just oh, get yeah. a big old, just a thick, a thick boy noodle. Ugh. <laughs> a little tacky, <laughs> a little tacky, kind of gross. Uh, but anyhow, all right, what are we drinking tonight? Let's hear it for the bubbly water gang. Uh, I've got a polar seltzer. It is the raspberry lime. They had cases of these at Sharp Shopper. It's the uh, not quite twenty ounce plastic bottle. Yeah, a case of twenty four for five dollars. Oh my god! Wow. <laughs> that's just, just out here stealing. That's a good. Uh, that's insane. That's a great flavor. It is. It's a really good one. I like that, and the cranberry lime is pretty good. If you put a splash of cranberry, uh, like straight cranberry juice in that, it's really nice. A little extra, mm. a little extra flavor. Emily, what you cooking? Um, with? I'm drinking just straight up cranberry juice on ice and some water. So you know. Go team. Yeah. Staying healthy. Staying healthy. Um, I, Jordan, I'm also drinking a polar seltzer. This is a black cherry. Oh. So. My, 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 how far we've come from our days. Just hashtag <laughs> adulting. Let's start blowing here, you know? Oh, speaking of, speaking of being in your 30s, uh, with the landscaping that happened this weekend, shout out to both sets of parents. Uh, for my 32nd birthday this year, I got uh, money from both sides of the family to go towards landscaping, so we didn't have to pay anything out of pocket. So, nice. shout out this. You know, you know when you're getting gifts to like buy plants, and then also my sister bought me a plant, and then one of my friends bought me like seeds. Like, wow, I'm definitely in my 30s. You're evolving. <laughs> yes, yep. really, a, becoming a plant lady instead of a cat lady, which I'm okay with. So you're That's just gonna be you're gonna be blown away by the just the fountain grass and the various different types of grasses. Woolly grass. A, a nice I'm excited beachy, to, to breathe in all these new oxygens. Oh yeah, yes. it's a nice beachy down vibe down. out there. Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah. You guys will be happy to know the yard's looking pretty good too. I think it's growing in. Yeah, I think it is. It looks it's pretty good. good. It's it's looking green. Wow, really been raining a lot though. <laughs> I had my soil analysis done too, um, and turns out, uh, as expected, the soil out here is 92% sand. So. <laughs> Can't confirm. <laughs> Can't confirm. You know, based on the rash on my legs every time I go cut the grass, I would, you know, would assume that it was pretty sandy, and damn if it wasn't. So, um, all right. Well, hey, good to see you guys. Good to be here. Um, we did it. I'd like to. I'd like to point wow, out that we did, we it. Really did it, and uh, we made it to the end of yet another season of the Bachelor franchise. My expectations for this season were low, and I was not disappointed. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Mine were low, and I was holding out because I was like, you know, it's the Bachelorette. It's always more fun with the Bachelorette because we get good bro out potential, and we had some broing out. To be fair, there was some broing out, but we had a lot of. Whiny yitches this year, you well, know. I, I was we, just. <laughs> I think we lost a lot of the good broing out right about at the same point. Every season really loses the fun, That's and steam, and then yeah. the uphill climb. the The real uphill climb really. Well, there's like well, when you're saying there's like six to seven guys left. That's yeah. usually when right when we right lose before it. they start. Like there's the week before everyone starts realizing like oh my gosh yeah. hometowns are are around the corner. Right, that's, that's the sweet spot. Of they life. say that yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're just never gonna get a Tasha season again. Like that group of guys and their bromances were just so pure. Like it's gonna be really hard to ever top. Well, I was just like looking back and was thinking, like, didn't really love Peter, but like, I felt like 
dynamic characters on that show, girl wise. Like we we were all over the map with the girls. And then that was a fun season. That was a fun season of The Bachelor. Uh, other than Peter just being such a well, nerd the drama. girls were really really young, so there was a lot of that kind of drama going on. Oh, sure. But, you know, but I mean, it was it was like fun. It was also wasn't that like our last season where there was actually travel? Probably that probably made it. And then um, there was then what, what you just said. That season was fun too. Tatious. Yeah, Tatious. Mm-hmm. So. Um, who else had you know Hannah Brown had some guys on her season that yeah. had some good like romances going too. Oh yeah, yeah, no that no that one was fun. That was prime. I oh thought, man, I was looking back at that. That, that is great. a hard season to top drama wise. Every I mean, every then, week while Luke P was there, you're yes. just like, oh god. And then then there was the whole Jed thing because we knew what she didn't know, and yeah. it was just like wow. And then every now and then, I just, you know, if I'm ever feeling down, I just think about that time where Luke P just whipped uh, Luke S into the ground with the Luke fury of, crime. with a, the fury of a thousand suns, and I'm like, wow, man, that was that was great. So, um, yeah, I mean, this was a little bit underwhelming. I mean, I don't know. I think we're we're moving into like a new underwhelming generation underwhelming of, word to of people too that are like be like getting into contestant age on this show, so. I mean, I'm not saying we're like old fuddy duddies necessarily, but um, it would appear that you know you're getting you're getting a little bit of a different approach with some of the folks that were uh, that were coming on here. And I don't know if that makes for compelling TV. I'll just say that. I'd agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so Emily, let's take it away. Three hours in the Thunderdome last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where do we even begin? <laughs> Where to begin? Well, can we just talk about the audience first? There were some people in that audience that definitely looked like their girlfriends just dragged them along and they did not want to be there. It was great content just to, like, get some zoom-ins of some faces. Julia Littman is alleging she thinks the audience was all plants. Hired actors. Oh, yeah, I heard her say that. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm always curious, like, how how that gets sorted out. Like, they don't just post those tickets on Ticketmaster or anything like i know juliet's been a couple times mm-hmm. uh, remember dan mullen's wife was there that's right uh, <laughs> a couple years ago yeah like i'm so, sure yeah, i don't I'm know sure you you can call in a favor and go if you want but i'm like i know for mm-hmm. award shows they like pay seat fillers to like sure. fill in seats in the audience when people get up to go to the bathroom or whatever. So I'm wondering if that's kind of a similar situation where it's like, wow. we need people in seats and we want you to be like, we want to handpick the demographic mix and screen the attractiveness of this crowd. And yeah, so I've, I've got questions about the authenticity of, of the group. Absolutely. But yeah, not unlike watching Little League Baseball, it's just it's fun to watch, you know, oh, the yeah. dads, right. the husbands, the boyfriends in the audience. Give so. me real America. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we get this like long, drawn-out recap. Uh, we'll circle back to this, but interesting to note that some of the editing on the whole Greg and Katie fight had uh been changed up from what we saw from the original episode it was a decidedly pro katie edit yep which is fine definitely uh we'll circle I mean, we back we may to have that. got the pro greg edit last week which yeah. you know fine um, again fine <laughs> so then we kind of like pan back to katie 
uh, deciding to stay, deciding to pursue the relationships with the men who've decided to stay there for her and fight for her. Well, I mean, at this point, she had painted, painted herself in the corner because she, like, respected the process so much. Like, if she had left, that would have been just a great... Her whole argument would have been, yeah. Right. But, you know, she, she, was, she, was, she was quick to go back on some of her rules in oh, this yes. uh, episode anyway. So. Yes. Uh, so we get our first overnight uh, with Blake. Uh, we get a pretty boring paint balloon fight. Yeah. Water balloon style, just with paint. Uh, I think Jared <laughs> Freed said it best, and he's like, this is the kind of activity that would be, like, boring after three minutes, and they have, like, a full date of it. Uh, There's just two people just like hucking balloons at each other yeah. from point blank. I mean, that, well, yeah, that would up, be. They set up like a whole paintball range for a one-on-one. Like it's <laughs> it, it's not to scale to appropriate scale at all. They should have given them those little. Have you seen those like gel blaster guns? They're like uh, no. They're like it's. You should look them up. They look pretty sweet, but they have like a hopper okay. on top of them. They're like little play guns, but like they shoot like these little tiny like mini paintballs that are like soft. Huh. Um, they're like little gel packs, but uh, they should have given them gel blasters a little run around shoot each other with gel blasters. That would have been problematic. I, I, sure, I also uh, noticed they seem to like put those two in positions where they get to like do the rolling around in the head <laughs> yeah. over and over and over That's again. True. Yes. Like if I can, if I can pick that out, y'all need to do better because I'm at this point. I'm half watching through this this season. I'm just trying to get to the finish line and I can pick up on these stupid patterns. Do like, better producers. Oh, horny Blake is horny. Let's uh who, give who, him an opportunity yeah. to have a little romp and a butt squeeze. Get uh, some Blake, straw in his hair. A, a big a big time butt squeezer. Um like not even like just a, a playful butt squeeze either like a, just a just a two hands just deep like, in I'm there. Here. Like yeah. yeah all up on the this. haunches. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, those, he's got those moose wrangling hands. <laughs> this is probably true. He wrangles rhinos oh, in Africa, evidently. Yeah. Big, big rhino guy. Big unemployed energy. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, I think this was like really the first date where I was hurting for some traveling. Like, I let's bring it back, please. We got to get out of the really resort got to change it up, do something different. They're definitely, you can tell producers are hurting for ideas and things to like keep these couples entertained. Well, and again, this, like this goes back to our, our resort complaint from a week or two ago. Like the Nima colon had plenty of activities Yes. Uh, at, at the guests front feet, you know, yeah. like at their beck and call, you could go play golf. You could go skydiving, hot air balloon. They did none of this out yeah. here. Like you had yeah. pools and you had plenty of uh, converted barrels that served as hot tubs, but there was like there's no golf course, no aerial activities. Uh, so concerning for the Hyatt and their quest to, I guess, drum up new business moving They had forward, to bring in, like, inflatable activities. Like, I mean, the, like the, go, well, I mean, yeah. Like, going to rent a bounce house again. I know. I mean, maybe it's hard to, like, huck a camera around, but, like, they didn't, like, go hiking or anything. Like, you could, yeah, like, at least nothing. go, like, out in the scrub and hike or, I don't know, shoot shotguns, clay pigeons. Just, I mean, come on. There's got to oh. be something to do. Yeah, do a little awful. canoe ride down, down the river Very. that you guys went fishing in. I'm very, I'm very pro gun this episode. I, I, I like, just want, just want to point that out. 
We need more shooting in this damn show. <laughs> Your Florida's really shining through tonight. Morgan. Go Gators. It really is. I got my funny gun shirt on. But we did get our first hot tub of the season. <laughs> Was that yeah, the first? Yeah. Looked like a prospector's barrel. Oh, the first we, that I Katie think... was in. Because yeah, we've seen we the saw the guys. Hot tubs. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we got our first like barrel hot tub with Katie and a bow in yeah. it. Uh, Blake. Yeah, and Lord, I didn't need it. I didn't. Yeah, so that was it. weird. That was just a weird conversation. So uh, Katie basically took the opportunity in the hot tub with a man that she's soon to profess her love to, to to basically process her breakup the day before with with oh, with Greg. Greg. But also and, dragged mean, the Michael departure in like yes. back out of the closet. Like I thought, yeah. I thought she had moved past that. I thought we were done worrying about Michael, and then she just like. Oh, by the way, I want to vocally vent yeah. that Michael left, and I'm upset about too. that. Right? Yeah. Interesting. I think I I thought it was interesting too, but it did give a little more insight. Really fast, right? It happened really fast, and I think it gave a little insight into like maybe another reason it was so hard for her that Greg left was because now this is the second out of her final four. To just voluntarily... And probably her final three, for sure. Really? Yeah. yeah. So I think it gave a little more insight into, like, maybe it was beyond just, like, <laughs> Greg. Like, maybe her, I'm done, I just want to leave with some of that. Okay, well, now two of my final four have self-exited. Like, what does this say about, like, me and this Self-exited is, like, I love... That's, like, a term that only applies to Bachelor University. I mean, it's, it's just so It's funny. a lot of, like... Colton season energy. There's a lot of self-exiting. A lot of girls who were just like, yeah, yeah, like not feeling it. Like gonna send myself home. So I don't know. Don't think that says great things about Katie. Yeah, I. She has not. Um, I kind of like wowed you. Yeah, she has. I, I, so I, I don't want to say something mean. Of... She just she's been duller than I expected her to be. Yeah. Considering they were painting her as, and I'm sorry, Jordan, kind of cut you off. No, uh, the, the, and the, considering they were kind of painting her as like independent, spunky, maybe slightly offbeat bachelorette candidate, she has been, I think, pretty boring as a candidate. Like, I don't really feel like we know that much about her, and um, which is fine. We don't really know much about any of these people, but like, also, just I don't know, just doesn't really move the needle for me. She's not like a very dynamic personality, and then to see kind of the way that then she like behaved on the show last night was like. It didn't seem like the same person that we saw on the show the whole time. So that was weird. I don't know. Anyhow. Yeah. No, I, I think part of the disappointment in Katie, for me at least, is that, and again, I brought this up last week, but I think she got too boxed into this, like, I will follow the carbon copy cookie yes. cutout of what the Bachelorette should be and should do and, like, fulfill my obligation and I will give ABC all these episodes that I have agreed to do. Whereas like if she would have just been like, screw it, I'm going to do what I want. And I'm like, so I think that whole, like I will play this role appropriately really caused her to not open up to some of these guys. And I think that's what made it easy for like Michael, especially to just be like, all right, I'm gonna call it. Cause <laughs> right. maybe he's not getting what he wanted in order to make to motivate him to really stay and fight for it i guess she seemed more interested in like getting a good performance review as the bachelorette than 
like really just throwing throwing inhibitions to the wind and yes. and being honest with herself and with some of the guys there. Yes. And I think we'll probably circle back to that towards the end because I have questions. But anyway, uh, <laughs> they proceed to go from like hot tub. Well, first of all, I just want to point out like after she does all this opening up to Blake, his response is just like, wow, that's a lot. <laughs> and then he just starts making out with her. There's a lot of necking and Ugh. earlobe nibbling of, that I just, like, like prolonged didn't need in my life. neck kissing and, like, Ugh. silent, like, nuzzling. Ugh. I didn't need really any of that, but yeah. certainly not half as much as they showed. Yeah, I mean, it's still not quite as uncomfortable as watching Matt James make out with people, but Oof. it was up there. <laughs> um, so we go to our dinner. Blake launches, as Blake tends to do, <laughs> launches into a speech just, like, about why he hasn't said I love you giving all this backstory, unnecessary information, just to then tell her that he loves her. Uh, in fact, I bleeping love you. And what, what uh, caused me to like yelp, laugh out loud was when <laughs> he like, he just stated emphatically that he does not play games when it comes to love, which <laughs> with, was with that really word, good to yeah. hear, which was really good to hear from the guy <laughs> who's dated three bachelorettes now. And yeah. And has been in two seasons of a reality TV show. <laughs> Quite literally participates in I'm glad he doesn't play show. games when it comes to that. Yes. Uh, that we... is such a platitude that people say, oh too. They're like, it means absolutely nothing. It's like, I listen, I take love very seriously. Like, well, join the freaking club, man. Like, look at you, Mr. Unique Guy, taking love seriously. <laughs> um. What was I going to say? Oh, we had to like rewind it because also in his speech about telling people he loves them, he's like, I tell my mom. I now tell my dad. Like, okay, it was just weird because when he first went through it, all I heard was him say like, like he was talking about people who, who, he, who he says I love you to and he was like, my dad, now. now. <laughs> but it was just like, it was such, like, such a weird like tag on. It's like, wait, like, yeah, he kind of said it in like a really basic white girl like yeah. shady like mm. <laughs> yeah i tell my dad i love him now i mean not before yeah there's obviously <laughs> more there yeah. that we don't know about because he even like referenced his like parents messy marriage like later on but anyhow uh so katie then launches into her own speech about how she's had this whole rule for this process of why she's not telling anyone she loves them. And she's like, but the I music just don't is building. Care. Yeah. I don't care. I bleeping love you too. And it's like, of course she's going to say it now because she's panicking. She's panicking. Like <laughs> I can't lose another guy. <laughs> like, so I better tell him how I feel. Um, anyway, they go to the fantasy suite. They fill up on some cheesecake beforehand as one does. And, and they uh, bed each other down. Yeah. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> Um, look, guys, what I'm really disappointed about is the fact that the next day, given her night of romance with Blake, she decided to send Justin home. And here's why. Not because I thought Justin was a good fit for her. I just really miss the days of being able to talk about, like, so did they or didn't they? In, like, multiple fantasy suites. Mm. And, like, oh, like talking about like what horror order... story they did to, to Peter's girls. Yes. Like, they just... Crushed what Maddie's order do you really think they went in? Do you think it was edited differently? Like, I love that. I love it so much. It's no one of the cringiest parts. This year. 
I know. It's one of the cringiest parts of the show that I most look forward to talking about every <laughs> season. And I that was Rob for me. And I'm very mad. Well, and so they also didn't even like sit sit Justin on the couch to watch Blake come back the next morning. Like we they did that, especially for Peter's last three, where it's just yeah. like, all right, girls, come watch to see if if so and so returns and how with the disheveled sex hair, so we can judge her yeah. and see, <laughs> yeah, see how disheveled she looks. Oh, look, um, it's Hannah Ann. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how oh. raw are your lips right now? Come here. Show me your lips. <laughs> Show me your lips. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, so as I alluded to, she says, send Justin home. There are reasons she's like, I, so I told Blake, I love him and it just wouldn't be fair to keep you around and have you meet my family. Like for those reasons. I mean, listen, uh, yet again, like a pretty decent performance on letting someone down easy on this. I mean, like she hasn't really had any messy, like, uh, disastrous breakups other than the Greg thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Which wasn't even disastrous. That was just probably like uh, kind of bound to happen given the personalities that's at play there. Yep. So anyway, we say goodbye to Justin. He handled himself really well. When they kind of went forward to the live show, had a little breakdown. I thought that was a little surprising. I'm yeah. not buying it at all. Like not at all. They they also tried really hard to paint that breakup as so emotional and like yeah. He, it was he was not super phased when Katie let him down. I mean, um, you show up and Shorty's in a sweater and is like, hey, can we sweater. talk? Yeah, <laughs> can we talk first thing? Like, come on. You you know you're a lamb before the slaughter there. She didn't guy. run to him. She yeah. didn't kiss him. I mean, yeah. Anyhow, so bye, Justin. But hey, he carried my team through the end. So shout out. Uh, so then we go on yeah, to... You needed, you needed him to carry you to the end. Yeah, your, thank goodness. Your 800 point advantage was just <laughs> was in jeopardy there. Yeah. Uh, so then Blake meets Katie's family, which, speaking of train wrecks, <laughs> I mean, wow. I'd like to get the counselor's input on what we think was going on there. It, it would appear to the untrained eye that there was some anti-man sentiments <laughs> coming coming out from the uh, from the ladies, the Thurston ladies. Yeah, Not ladies. there's a lot of insecurity yeah. shining through through the facade of trying to be like tough. Like, there's definitely like some true messages within that that just sure. as sometimes happens get like uh, blown out of proportion. Like the whole like you don't need no man speech. Like, well, what we're really saying is like. It's good to be a strong, independent woman who can, like, take care of yourself and provide for yourself. And, like, aren't you lucky that you found someone you love and you want to bring on this, like, to use a bachelor word, journey with you? Like, I think that's what it's about. But they were just, like, so anti-man that it was, like, so uncomfortable It was very uncomfortable. It was almost like they were mad at Katie for, like, even pursuing relationships like it was weird yeah the aunt and blake conversation was wild oh aunt, Lin- um, aunt Lindsay yeah. is a legend we need to just keep bringing her back can she just be a part of everyone's hometown oh god just like have her sit down with everybody and just belittle them because- i want to see her grill like one one budding couple per paradise episode just, like, <laughs> see how see how they stand up to aunt Lindsay's heat 
That would be great. And it's it was weird because, like, I mean, she was just bringing heat. Like, she didn't offer any shred of advice or, like, like it was like, what are you getting at by asking these questions in the way that you're asking them and then just doubling down on, like, well, yeah, that's not how it works. You're screwed. And you mean nothing. And I hate you. And um, we don't need you. So She's you, just you setting to, him you know, up to belittle him. You're here because we invited you, not because we need you. And it's like, whoa, whoa, this is a lot of heat here. She did a lot of like, oh, that's cute. And like laughing yeah, at like, him too. cute, haha, but that's not how it works. That's not how anything works. But then she never said how it works. She exactly. just said that's not that how it works. Like, you know what I'm saying? Well, that we saw. But yeah, it was like, it didn't seem like it was a conversation more. That was just like, a, she was just looking for anything to pick at. Yeah. It was weird. I, I just thought it was uncomfortable. Um, yeah, it definitely struck me as someone who's just like looking to pick like everything apart and pick an argument. Like there's nothing you can say to a person like that. That's right. like going to work well for you. Right. Like it's just, yeah. yeah. I mean, like, well, uh, and I, I also wonder like how much of that was because it was Blake. Like, Oh, the one, the only guy left is the guy who's been in love with two other bachelorettes before. Like, sure. give me a break. Like, I'm, I'm gonna roast this dude to make sure that sure. She, she, like, Katie doesn't make a decision she's gonna regret. Like, I would be interested to see how Aunt Lindsay performed with somebody else on the other side of the couch. Not saying it would have gone any different, but I'm just yeah. curious. Well, we didn't get that opportunity, Jordan, because right. just like we were robbed of a fan of C-Suite, we were also robbed of someone else being pissed. So, well, Katie, it's had probably, some words it's probably for, her. for the best because well, they would have just like, maybe been, for Katie, but not for the viewer. I'm just saying, I'm here for the drama. If she really wants to be the Bachelorette and playing the role, like keep a guy around just so mm. we can get what we want. This is about <laughs> my needs getting met, not yours. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's a real, real Aunt Lindsay approach hey, there, uh, hey, Emily. Just being honest. Uh, anyway, I think Katie said something about her Aunt Lindsay. Just like she's like, yeah, it'll cool. be interesting. She's pretty cold. Like, so I think she would have been pretty harsh. Like, maybe some of the things she would have picked apart would have been different. Yeah. But I think regardless, she just like definitely is someone who is. It just, just seemed like she was there person. to like knock the process and knock like. The legitimacy of the relationship with zero like like so what's the point like why why did you come if this was your this was your whole purpose for being there i also think the whole like <laughs> blake having already dated two other bachelorettes i mean not really his fault like his season got kind of screwed over like he did yeah. think about leaving at one point and I've decided said to like this. Stick i've around. said this before too and like, like i feel like if you're gonna throw that in someone's face like Lindsay tells him like oh so you flunked out of last season well, then by all accounts, Katie flunked out too. Like, she got yeah. sent home yeah. after having, like, basically being a third wheel on that James's date with, like, Tyler. So, like, <laughs> that's right. I oh, mean, man. I just feel like that's a little bit of an unfair thing to say. Like, and... Also, Tyler C. back on the market. Oh, man. Yeah. His girl... That's kind of sad. His girlfriend was, like... Super fly? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Dang. What did you do? <laughs> Tyler. If you're listening, come on down, buddy. Sit on the couch while we'll I talk. <laughs> if you can hear me, just know that I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyhow. Yeah, so, I mean, that was just, it was weird. Blake, you know, whatever. whatever. Did, did fine. I think Blake's just pretty, Blake, Blake is a good candidate to have this happen to. 
Yeah. Very excited, ha- very happy to be there. You know, he's talked himself all the way in. He appears to be all the way in, and that's great. You know, Katie's mom seemed to be a little bit more. She came around too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She had some weird um, visible boob tattoos. I wouldn't Not say weird. Just... boob tattoos. I would say like collarbone area. Well, that maybe got stretched. Maybe some over gravity. Time. Gravity had done this, some some deeds to the collarbone tattoo, and I'd agree. Drug it down. I mean, that one gravity was all comes for us all. Listen. The one that was like the, the yeah, you know the band POD. This is why you shouldn't get tattoos. <laughs> You're familiar. P-O-D? We talked we talked about Seether last week, but you know the band POD. Yeah, they have like uh, they have like that uh, group in <laughs> the, the their symbol. Their symbol is like that trifoil, like uh, it's like a Catholic like Trinity symbol or whatever. Mm-hmm. She had that like on her boob. And then there was like a was with it like, like a some serpent? sort of yeah, there might have been a serpent through there. A ser- un serpiente on the other boob. See, that would have been a good ITM little segment that they could have filled this three-hour episode with. Like, Blake's let's, like, Sorry, let's ask gone. Katie's mom about her tattoos. <laughs> let's fantastic. ask Blake why he wasn't paying attention. He's like, all I could do was start her boob tattoos. It was just really weird. It's freaking me out. I'm trying to make out what they were. Anyhow. Anyhow. So then, uh, I just, see, here's the problem. Like, we're only talking about Blake and Katie. And I hate it. I hate yeah. it so much. But this is all they're giving us. Doofus Blake. We get this, like, last date where they, like, basically do a, like, Bernie mandate. They <laughs> like, go into the desert. That was weird. Yeah. They meet with, like, this healer. Shaman. I think is what she called An herself. Energy and, healer, uh, I think. Yes. <laughs> and what was the thing's name? What they call it? They, like... Osbracho or no, Zambrano, Zambrano, Carlos Zambrano. <laughs> that um, was a throwback. Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it was like a large paper mache clown figure, and they were basically they wrote in their journals about their insecurities and then burned them. This is not Zozobra. Zozobra, yeah, yeah. This is not unlike the. Um, the date in which Claire and uh, old boy, the football player, went Jason. on, in which yeah, in which they burned the dress. Yeah, um, they just there was some journaling involved they, there. They, as well. they actually they actually did this at an appropriate time in the season, not as a first date with Jason and Claire, <laughs> which you know was a lot to take in, probably for both of them. But uh, sorry, yeah. So they did that, and then they like you know they burned it. It was you know it was just an odd scene. Didn't really seem. To, completely necessary I, apparently that's like a new mexico tradition, tradition every year so i mean it seems like kind of a waste to burn a perfectly good zozobra for two people but right. whatever well they had saved money on probably the activities budget so they, they really <laughs> they really blew it out on the full-size totem yeah so. we can afford a full-size zozobra <laughs> this year guys <laughs> then we get some Typical he and hawing over looking at rings. I'm like, uh, wow, things we got are Neil getting Lane real. On FaceTime. I don't oh. know if I really am ready for this. It's so overwhelming. Just making us think that he's not going to propose. Like we're some suckers. A lot of pacing around. <sighs> wow. And oh, then we got way too much Caitlyn, and well, we just got way too much Caitlyn. Also, it was pretty weird to have Tasha as the one who's like <laughs> looking at rings with Blake. Like from her season, yeah. that was kind of weirding me out a bit. But what did you say? Remember when the crystal was spinning over your? Oh face? yeah, yeah. Like can you imagine Tasha just being like, "Look how far we've come," you know, from <laughs> meeting with the expert, and the crystal was just swirling over your peen. Today. <laughs> <laughs> such a long way for you to find love. Swirling over your peen. <laughs> 
Oh, wow. Anyway, <laughs> what a throwback. Yeah. Poor Blake. He's had some real weird experiences on the show. He's really leaned into his, his, his horny Blake persona. Yeah. But fast forward, they get to the like engagement. Another scene where like the past few seasons have just really robbed us of the end. I think we recounted the last season we had where you have that moment of like, who's going to get out of the car first? Who's it going to be? It was Hannah Brown's season. Every season since, they've narrowed it down to one person by the time of yeah. the like they engagement. Just, they just slaughtered my man Tyler C. Oh, that was that was brutal. Oh. When he was first out of the car, I was like, no. Because they did this awful thing where they make the guy or the girl, whoever it is at the end, like basically like give, give their, their speech. Their preamble. Yeah. Before they're like given the rose. So like you're just like pouring your heart out and you might get rejected. Like they just need to like let them know, right? Anyway, don't get mad about painful. it though, because then the whole internet will accuse you of gaslighting the, the person. Oh, if so. we're getting to that, that's in my notes. Uh, so anyway, <laughs> God forbid you have feelings about things. If anything, the engagement like just proved how awful of a place they're in again. <laughs> it was so ugly. I mean, dust everywhere. Katie's like train of her dress is just covered in dirt. Tasha like... appeared to be doing like a like a Charlie Chaplin cosplay <laughs> thing. Someone said was... that they dressed her like a, a Vegas magician. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not unlike a Charlie Chaplin oh, cosplay. There we go, yeah. But it had like a fun open back. Yeah, and then Caitlin's just going with a uh oh shoot. What's that movie? Yellow. He's no, what's the what's the movie where it's Kate Hudson and Matthew McConaughey. How to lose a girl? Yes. <laughs> yes. And she has the yellow dress at the end that made everyone love yellow. And like Caitlin's definitely doing a little nod, I think. Interesting. It's also one shoulder number. Way too I'm, much Caitlin this yeah, episode. Yeah, I've paid as little attention to Caitlin as possible this year. <laughs> Her face doesn't move. Does not move. She cannot smile. It is really weird. She it's does concerning. this like. There's a lot of poison in that face. Like the smiles are so there's such a struggle for. It. I, I mean, I, I I do feel a little bad, but at the same time, well, not so bad. I just feel sad that it's like there's such this need to have a certain look if you're an influencer. That honestly, just to be honest, it just actually makes you look probably a lot older than you actually are. Yeah. yeah. And like that's unfortunately she's at a point where it's just like you've had a oh, scary she, what, amount what, what, of like lip filler cheek filler and botox done that it's like yeah i think she's our age yeah and she looks just like a lot older because of all the work she's had yeah the, the the like root issue is this idea that you should not age at all yeah. and then people take that to the point to where they can't then age gracefully they don't yeah. have a shot like a legitimate shot at doing that yeah right. well because i also think like to go with that you probably have all these insecurities now because like now i have to maintain this love because i yeah. feel like it's what makes me feel good and look good and then you're just always chasing it and then like you end up just like maybe overdoing some things and yep. it's sad because she's oh, like sure. a beautiful girl and sure. clearly just kind of maybe got sucked into this like world of like you said maybe fear of aging that just got a little out of hand the key to aging is you got to look like 55 when you're like 35 and then you can you just, just gotta ride start all the way ride all the way to 55 looking like an old guy so we'll see sure i mean listen anyway they get engaged guys no way yeah there was a They're weird engaged. like blake was blake was such a jokester 
during the little speech, and he kind of made it seem like he didn't know, and he wasn't sure, and then he did it. And they, I don't know, Katie seemed relieved more than she seemed, like, happy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look, uh, I have questions, but... I Let's hear them, Emily. We have an audio medium here to, t- to get questions out. I think out. it's just hard, because it's like, I feel like we really don't know anything about either of them, really. Or about their relationship. I mean, most of the season, right. what we got was, like, a lot of sexual innuendos between the two of them. A lot of, we're so much alike, but we actually didn't learn how they're alike. Right. And then a lot of, we're not ready to say I love you yet for these reasons. <laughs> and it's just, like, like all of a sudden. We're very alike in that we, we both don't tell each other. We switch on each other. conveniently when two guys left and now I'm feeling insecure. So now I'm going to tell this guy I love him yep. and I'm going to be all in. And I just, like. I don't know. Mm. I struggle to feel Go like off, it's. Queen. I don't want to say that it's disingenuine. I just, I think they would have been better off just to like end it with like, hey, like we just said I love you. Let's keep exploring this. We have some things yep. to figure out. Like I'm going to Africa, so let's leave the show committed to each other and like keep exploring. But it just seemed like, again, Katie was trying to like do her job of fitting the role. I think uh, Blake said multiple times, like, I feel like this is what she's expecting. She's expecting to be engaged. And like, I don't want to risk disappointing her. And it's a good reason to get engaged. The laser (laughs) focus on ending this in engagement. I mean, we have talked about this ad nauseum, so we don't need to say it again, is honestly, to me, one of the like undoings of the show. Absolutely. And I think that too has led to some of these, anticlimactic endings because like the pressure gets pretty high on some of these guys at the end you have guys like greg and michael a who maybe are just like all right you know way too high leverage here not really sure that you know i'm gonna marry this girl i do like her maybe even i love her but like i can see why people get either cold feet or have to make a business decision right at at a certain point and kind of like move move on and um yeah yeah i just yeah, it felt very rushed there at the end of, like, again, like, okay, well, you're my last one, so we've got to, like, really make this work. And, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't feel <laughs> like it's weird to compare it. I felt like Tasha and Zach really came across as, like, a, ah, like, good for them. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I'm excited for you guys. Like, this seems like they a popped. good thing. They popped. Yes. yes. And uh, I just I didn't, I didn't get that. You know? I yeah I I got a little bit of Claire senses from Katie towards yes. the end of this of like I am hell bent on leaving here engaged and yes. I will leave here engaged and, and I deserve that yeah and kind of like we mentioned earlier like I think that's what caused her to break her her one rule and drop <laughs> the I love you is like a, I will secure this opportunity that is in front of me i i won't blow this one or i won't risk blake also leaving i will do what i need to do to make sure that i walk out of here with a ring um i give him 12 months and if it works out great but like i my money's not on that i think like uh like it was really weird watching them even in their their appearance like she hadn't told her mom I know. Like she hadn't told her family. Uh, 
Blake made some weird statement about like, and, and we are not even the same couple that you see. Like our love has grown so much. Like that is such a, a vague, like yeah. <laughs> again, a statement. Yeah. Right. yeah. I, I took like, love so seriously that our love has grown. I felt like in their interview with Tasha and Caitlin, they were doing a lot of like convincing the audience yeah. that like this is real. And it's like, okay. Yep. Yeah, which I felt super convinced after Katie's performance, well, you know, later in the episode, or yeah. earlier in the episode, too. Yeah, doesn't nothing seem says, like you're hung up on things at all. Nothing says that I am totally happy and in real love, like, just berating the man that broke your heart. Uh, yeah, it's, on it TV. just seems more like, oh, this, like, really shit to rub in Greg's face, if anything, like, yeah. which is pretty, pretty awful, but. All right, so should we talk about Greg? Oh, Yeah. Okay, well, as as we said, it seems like this is our one little spin. bit of drama this episode, this season. We so got a new spin during the recap to be a little more pro Katie. It appeared because they definitely took out some of the things that like Greg had said last time, like him telling her that he loved her, and like seems saying, important. Seems like an important thing to to maybe leave in the uh, to set the tone. Yes. <laughs> um. So let's just go around the table here. I don't mind starting. <laughs> I'll you know carry that burden. <laughs> I want to break down some of the things Katie said. One of the things I think it is fair that Katie got to kind of say her side of things. That's only fair, of course, because uh, we mm-hmm. did hear a lot of what Greg had to say in the last episode because he communicated. Interesting how that works. Um, I think there's some truth in what Katie said about like I think in a way her owning up to like yeah. I am the bachelorette, so that is how I'm going to talk, and I am going to be open to the other relationships there. And I'm like, wasn't at a point where I was ready to say, like, I'm committing to you because I wanted to give myself the opportunity to explore the relationships. But that also could have been said in the moment, like when they were having this argument. It seems like a convenient thing to be able to say looking back. Um, I also think, if anything, she just proved Greg's point. Like okay, that's fine that that's what you were doing, but, like, that's what I was over. Like, that was Greg's whole point last time is, like, I understand you're the bachelorette, but I need something real from you because I'm really struggling and feeling really insecure in this context. And so, if anything, I just feel like that whole speech she gave just proved his exact point of, like, well, I validated you by giving you the first impression rose and the first and week after week I validated you by giving you these things. And it's like, yeah, but once again, it was in the confines of the show, yeah. and Greg was asking for just a moment of something real from you. So, had a problem with that. I also have a problem when people start throwing out terms like manipulative, toxic, and gaslighting when it's convenient because it makes you look like the better person. My biggest problem with it was the definition she gave of gaslighting was it's like when you're trying to make someone else feel like they're wrong. That's not the definition of gaslighting. And if it was, then we do that, all do that all the time, Mm -hmm. including her in that very moment. Gaslighting is when you are trying to make someone feel like they're crazy. And like you keep kind of spinning things. So like, oh. Or what they experience or believe is not true. Right. And did not happen. Right. Right. And I don't feel like that's what Greg was doing at all. Like, I do feel like there was points where Greg was being passive aggressive. And I do feel like there was points where he should have maybe done a better job of of communicating. But I don't feel like at any point he was gaslighting. I don't really 
I can't recall, but again, from the editing, a point where he was talking down to her. She said that a lot, and again, so that... yeah, so that little jab, I like. One of my big problems with Greg's side of things was when he, like, before storming off, did the whole, like, scoff sigh, like, I deserve so much better thing. That really, like, that that's a wild thing to say to somebody, in my opinion. That's and so I think that could have been interpreted as a large chunk of where Katie's getting the being talked down to. I can see that. So what was Katie doing last night, then, if not talking down to Greg? Which I think he called out at one point. Like, he like that's said, what I'm saying. Like, it, it's one of those things. I mean, I, I, maybe I'm asking her to be the bigger man, but at the same time, like, she came in with a clear agenda to be very combative and very aggressive and talk down to Greg the entire time, and also double down on Greg talking down to her. And it was like, well, yeah, and it seems a little like you get to have it. You get to have it both ways. And at one point, he kind of called her out and he said, like. I don't remember his exact words, but it was something like you being the bachelorette and like me being a contestant doesn't make any like you in a higher role than me. And I think that's what he was feeling was yeah. a lot of those times like, well, I'm the bachelorette and this is how it goes. And yes. you're just going to have to suck up what you're feeling. And right. yeah. Cause and it's I all, yeah. It just... Cause it's all about me developing my feelings for you. Like, I don't know. It seemed like there was a, a little bit of a startling lack of maybe, perspective on katie's in that like maybe these guys were developing feelings for her too like this isn't her shopping this is yeah right ostensibly the cultivation of a relationship listen i don't really love greg's little vocal thing that he does like uh i'm just uh, i'm sorry like, like yeah. he, he kind of like always seems like he's on the verge of crying which seems in, to, in my opinion a little disingenuous um, yeah and i'll say like i said this last week the, the grain of truth in what katie was saying is yes. like he clearly wasn't cut out for the show and a relationship in the show. And it's yeah. good he self-exited because I don't think they would have lasted very long because I think it, he would have been... But her, like, like, holding that against him, like, right. you just aren't built for this. <laughs> like, it like, seems like kind of a weird fry. Like, yeah, yeah, that's and why I'm going and you're happy now. If I were in his shoes, like, and someone's yelling at me, like, Katie's yelling at him, I probably would have shut down too and just kind of been like, okay, like, what am I going to say here? Yeah, yeah. I, Jordan, it, it, you pointed it out, and I asked the same thing. Like, what was like? I hope he got that appearance because that was a zero, like, fun and or win situation for him. That I think he handled okay, but even then, like, I mean, there was no way to handle it like well. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't know if like if that's part of the the deal they sign up for was like yeah. if you make I'm it sure to it a certain point, you are required to appear at this stage or whatever um but yeah it it felt almost like katie was coming at it from a perspective of like she was trying to re-win public opinion after greg's exit episode and how that was seemed to be received by the general public like oh i have to go on the offensive now and like reclaim my spot in in a better public light which is not the way to have that conversation and shouldn't yeah. be the motivation for what you discuss or how you discuss it. So interesting fact, this was a pre-recorded episode and it might've even been recorded before last week's episode aired. Interesting. So we don't know for sure if she even knew where the public stood with mm -hmm. the whole team Greg or team Katie, because we think, 
the thought is that they we know they recorded it at least before yeah. this week's episode, but like it might have been as far as last week's episode too. Yeah. And that's why they might have been doing some of the recap thing as well. Sure. Yeah, no, it just it seemed like it went on like probably a segment too long. And oh, sure. like it was, you know, it was gonna be cold and confrontational at best. And um I don't know, but it just like I struggle to see how Katie thinks that like she came out of that looking better. Yeah. Like, and, and maybe she needed to get some stuff off her chest and listen, like I'm team, get it off your chest sometimes. Like maybe <laughs> you gotta like, you gotta get it out there and, and let it, let it fly. But let the poison out. <laughs> right. But I, she certainly did that. And I, I, I mean, and I don't, I don't want to sound like, you know, she was being a nasty woman or something like that, but it was like not a not a great look for her. I think and if you could accuse either of these people of something, it's that they both lacked empathy. Yes. Yeah. I do not think, like I said, I don't think it was fair to call like Greg manipulative or a gaslighter. I also don't think Katie was like necessarily being, um, like you said, a nasty one, whatever. I just think they both lacked empathy, and they were both like probably digging their heels in a bit to try to prove their point. And so neither of them came across looking really good. Yeah. It, it seemed like both of them were hell bent on like, no, you, f- you first realize where I'm coming yeah. from. And yes. neither, neither <laughs> of them yeah, wanted true. to give that ground for whatever stupid reason. Yeah. And so they just spent the entire time screaming at each other to know you need to understand where I'm coming yeah. from. And There's, if, yeah. if they like, if, if they each took a step back and maybe tried to do that, then things would have simmered out a little bit better, I would assume. But yeah. uh, it's not what we got. And nope. and I said in the text thread last night, but I think this is the first time this season where I like was like, man, we could use Chris Harrison or yes. a similar figure here. Caitlin and Tasha were not built for that uh, situation. That needed like a moderator who both of those individuals respected and neither Kayla or Tasha and somebody who could like steer the conversation with thoughtful questions rather than just like letting them go at it like hellions for several minutes. Yeah. You're right. You're right. That's, that's hundred percent true. Cause I think, I think that was what I was getting at was just like, man, Katie's really just going to keep doing this huh? Like we're just going to keep berating Greg and she's going to keep bringing up, internet conspiracy theories from the bachelorette reddit page like i mean she clearly is like a huge fan of the show and consumes a lot of conspiratorial content about the show and you know well and her dms have got to be crazy too just like oh sure rumors about guys that were on her season and like imagine imagine coming back from the hyatt and (laughs) what what all is landing in yeah. DMs on various platforms. Oh yeah, it has to be has to be wild, but um, yeah. So anyhow, I mean, I don't think they're going to get back together. Greg, <laughs> Greg and Katie, think it's over. Oh man. Do you think uh, we see Greg on any future iterations of this show, Paradise, etc.? No. I don't think so. I, if anything, I hope even if he was invited, that he would abstain just for his own sake. Yeah, I I could kind of see him like talking himself into being the bachelor if it was offered to him, uh, but I don't think that would be a healthy decision in the least. No, no. yeah. Well, sure. But, I mean, we'll see. 
Unhealthy what? Bachelors would make him. And I wouldn't want to watch that season either. That that would yeah, be he, an he, interesting season to me. He doesn't really move the needle for me. He just yeah. he seems kind of like a sad boy. He probably listens to a lot of sad boy jams. We'll see if, I think the one who out of the season who would make the best Bachelor but also shouldn't be the Bachelor is Michael A. What about Andrew? I can see Andrew being the Bachelor. I think we're going to have to wait for Michelle's season and maybe – uh. It's going to be a bumper crop of dudes running let's around. Like, let's maybe throw it back to Tasha's season. She had so many great guys. I think there's lots of great guys to choose from if they come out. I think See what happens Ivan, in Paradise. Naked, yeah, naked I Kenny. Ivan would be a great bachelor if he doesn't end up matched up after Paradise. What about Kenny? No. <laughs> come on, super tan, always Absolutely nude, not. great abs. I'm a Tremendous big fan, rig. as everyone knows. I'm a like big Caleb fan Dressel. of Dr. Joe. I mean... I would love. Let's get an Asian bachelor. Let's do it. I think that'd be oh, amazing. Maybe. Yeah. Let's get a celebrity yeah. bachelor again, like Jesse Palmer. You know what? I was thinking about that this morning. Like, I kind of miss the days of like, oh, like hmm. semi-famous. Who could do it? Ryan Rosillo. <laughs> <laughs> He's out of the demo. Oh man. He would be. He would be the worst. Oh man, it would be awesome content though. I feel bad for the girls, but the content would be tremendous. Um. Yeah. Anyhow, any famous uh, single ladies out there that could be the celebrity bachelorette? I think you'd be probably pulling from like famous like influencers at this point. Yeah, that's when it's gonna really get weird. Yeah, Yeah. Addison Rae, your next bachelorette. Gross. Gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyhow, uh, so to the listeners, uh, we have discussed. We're gonna, you know. Take a season off, so to speak. Uh, college football season's coming up. We're gonna lighten the guys the load are gonna be busy for Michelle. We're still gonna draft for you guys because we know the content. Uh, <laughs> mostly, it. we just really love it. Uh, we love just the contest of who gets to pick who. Uh, and roasting will... dudes in their profiles. <laughs> and we do love to roast dudes' profiles. V necks. So we'll still be drafting teams. We just won't be kind of keeping as uh, immaculate of scoring going on. Or uh, as detailed of recaps, we'll just you know be watching. We'll have coaching like check-ins. Weekly, well, yeah, I'll, weekly still check-ins. I'll still check-ins. be around. Um, I'll be occasionally maybe recapping uh, Paradise too when that comes on. But right. you know what? It's our squad needs a little breather. It's been a lot. I'll recharge the batteries a bit. Yes. Anyhow, but thank you to our dedicated fans. Yeah. Who just keep Listeners, on keeping on You also on did with it. Us. You also made it to the end of this. <laughs> Oof. Yeah. yeah. Bless your heart. Yeah. Indeed. XOXO. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, hey. Oh, well, hey. You it. know, none of us picked the winner, but there was a winner. Two straight seasons, none of us have picked the winner. Right. But there was a winner, scoring wise. Uh, it was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> Emily, you want to read us off the final the final score? <laughs> no, no, Logan. I only think it's uh, wait. Can we can we games. add up Logan and my scores together and see how they compare? Yes. Emily would have beat us. Okay. Just FYI, <laughs> we would have been on an even sixteen hundred, and Emily has sixteen hundred ninety-five. So she would have beat so us by ninety-five. Twenty points. dudes to Emily's ten still couldn't yeah. overcome the just. Love it. The 2003-2004 NBA draft class that, that Emily put together. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yeah. just a really lucky season for I your girl. just picked Darko like an idiot, so, you know, <laughs> it is what it is. Oh. 
old 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 we Darko uh, math teacher Connor, who who evidently was the most popular dude because he got like the hero send off. But you know who I stumbled upon on Instagram the other day. Speaking of past drafts, let's hear it. Um, remember the season I picked Sarah? Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. Like hot Sarah she's who thriving. left like night one or night two. Yeah, yeah. she's doing really great. She's yep. a double now. She's a well, she's Sarah, a stunt double. For who? Whoa! I don't know. That's just like what's on her Instagram profile. Dang. Yeah. Oh, uh, I think that's a joke. Oh well, anyway, it's still a cool joke. Cool, Emily. Does it say like brunch aficionado, stunt double, haha? Something. Maybe. Haha. Uh-huh, anyway, still in Los Angeles. Still love Sarah. Big fan. Oh yeah, no, she seems like she's uh, she seems like she's having a good time. Yes. All right, you want to land the plane? I'd love to land the plane. Jordan, you got anything else? You fine? You, you got anything you want to announce? I, no, I think I'm good. All right. Well, thank you very much to the loyal listeners for listening. We will be returning to regularly scheduled college football uh, programming uh, in, the, in the coming Let's be honest. we, we got to get it popping. We got, we're less than three weeks out from games. Week zero is around the corner. Emily's excited for that. So enthused. Get the smoker going. Yes. Get the beers flowing. Snacks. Get the gators chomping. chomping. Um, but thank you very much for joining us on the Wheel Route podcast. We love it. We appreciate it. Tell your tell your friends and family. You can find us at the Wheel Route on Twitter, wheelroutepodcast at gmail.com. Thewheelroute.com is the website. Stream the show there or get the show from your favorite podcast acquisition service. Until we meet again, go Gators. Go Hoos. May the roses ever be in your favor, boys.